Hey, this is Dr. Rick Barnett. I'm a licensed psychologist, doctorate, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, and addictions expert. This is my second podcast. I'm trying this out. Still don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I have ideas and thoughts and things I'd like to share, and hopefully someone will find it helpful. Today's episode is called Believer. It's about addiction, and I call it Believer because I'm putting a soundtrack from Imagine Dragons in the background or somewhere in the podcast. And also it pertains to the nature of what I'm about to talk about, which is the various models we have for addiction. And that tends to bring up what people's beliefs are about themselves, about the world, about free will, about disease and choice, and how one uh, defines addiction and how one overcomes addiction can be directly related to these models that I want to go through. So addiction, three models, two diseases, one choice. Which do you choose? Which do you believe? So the first model, let's call it disease model A, comes from the American Society of Addiction Medicine, the National Institutes on Drug Abuse. And it states that addiction is defined as a chronic relapsing brain disease that is characterized by compulsive drug seeking and use despite harmful consequences. It is considered a brain disease because drugs can change the brain. They change its structure and how it works. These brain changes can be long lasting and can lead to the harmful behavior seen in people who abuse drugs. So this is promoted by the government and by various agencies adopted widely by national associations and many treatment programs. This model lends itself to a medical response, usually through medication, to fix permanently damaged neuropathways thought to be responsible for risk, reward, emotions, judgment, and decision-making. It tends to be something that one associates with drugs, as the definition states, Uh, Of course, alcohol is included as a drug. I am curious, according to this definition, how it seeks to define addiction when it comes to gambling addiction or other process addictions, sex addiction. Do those process addictions also affect the brain and changes in the brain, even though a substance is not being ingested to affect neuropathways, for example? And I think some of us know the answer to that question, but it is worth considering when we think about that model, a uh, disease model of addiction, the brain disease model. Now, disease model B, let's call it, stems from Alcoholics Anonymous. And many people in treatment programs, in recovery circles, people who attend 12-step meetings will often call Uh, their alcoholism or drug addiction, a disease. However, the closest that the book Alcoholics Anonymous comes to a definition of alcoholism appears on page 44 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous or the big blue book. It's the text that most people refer to when they think of Alcoholics Anonymous literature, the big book. And at the conclusion of the first paragraph of the chapter called We Agnostics, It's said that alcoholism is an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. So this resource that I'm quoting from is by Ernest Kurtz, who's written extensively as a historian on Alcoholics Anonymous. He wrote another book called The Spirituality of Imperfection, as well as a book called Not God, The History of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a great resource for anyone who's interested. So he said that according to a speech from Bill Wilson, one of the... Uh, co-founders of AA, 
Bill Wilson states, we have never called alcoholism a disease because, technically speaking, it is not a disease entity. For example, there is no such thing as heart disease. Instead, there are many separate heart ailments or combinations of them. It is something like that with alcoholism. Therefore, we do not wish to get in wrong with the medical profession by pronouncing alcoholism a disease entity. We always called it an illness or a malady. It's far safer for us to use that term. So that is a quote from Bill Wilson stating that that Alcoholics Anonymous never intended to call it a disease, even though a lot of people who know about the 12-step programs, who practice the 12 steps, often do call it the disease. And it may even be the foundation on which the um, previous model of disease was based on, except that science took it over and wanted to make it more uh, scientifically based and looking at neuropathways. So these two disease models are related to each other, but they often come at great odds with each other. And someone who believes in the scientific disease model versus the Alcoholics Anonymous spiritual illness model, they often can fight pretty, pretty viciously with one another. The third model I want to put forth here is called the choice model of addiction, and it's written very well, uh, it's described very well in a book by Gene Heyman called Addiction, a Disorder, a Disorder of Choice. And it's put forth a lot by psychologists and other people who very strongly b- believe in free will and that we have the power to choose whether we drink or don't drink, use drugs or don't use drugs. And one of the main reasons why the concept of choice in addiction is so compelling is because most people who develop some form of diagnosable mild to moderate or even severe addictive disorder can stop their compulsive use without treatment. It's sometimes called spontaneous remission or natural recovery. And I I cite an article that states, a research article that states most drug abusers who had started using drugs by their early 20s appeared to gradually achieve remission without treatment. Spontaneous remission was the rule rather than the exception. Something like 60 to 70% of people who ever try or get um, mildly or moderately or severely addicted to heroin, cocaine, nicotine, alcohol, they just quit on their own due to a number of personal or external circumstances that, that uh, create that change for them. So could it be that all these models have something to offer and something lacking? I believe that's the truth. I think somewhere in between all these models lies a much better conceptualization of addiction, taking into account mo- emotional, spiritual, psychological, medical, social, and other environmental and internal factors to help us decide more accurately for each individual who struggles with addiction what model might most help them understand their condition and to get well. So I hope that's helpful for people listening. I hope you enjoy it. Please comment. Please visit my LinkedIn page, Dr. Rick Barnett, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Bye.